0: Jesus does call us to forgive others, even if the debt seems huge. And John's letter is simply reminding us that Jesus forgave us of a debt that, to call it huge, is an understatement. The debt that we have been forgiven is something that for us was insurmountable, more than huge.
1: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California.
0: I brought with me a visual aid today, and I'm not trying to insult you, but I do need to ask, this is audience participation, what is this? Guitar. okay, that's obvious, that's, that's what we have here, but I don't know if you can see from your vantage point, but this guitar doesn't have any strings. And our reading from 1 John this morning is sort of like that. John was talking to us about the fact that we are indeed redeemed, forgiven, children of God. And he wasn't taking that away from us. And he was talking to, as you read this letter, you realize that John was writing to and talking to believers, to Christians, to people of faith. And by connection, we remember that we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. So it's clear that John is writing to people who are indeed forgiven children of God people for whom God has hit the clear button on our lives. So here we are in the middle of this letter from 1 John, and John is not trying to take away from that salvation truth. He's not trying to add something to whatever we need to do to get that forgiveness. He's just talking to people who are forgiven children of God, and he's saying, maybe you need some strings on the guitar so that your life, like this guitar, can bring beauty and joy into the world. Brothers and sisters, I'll say it again, through faith in Jesus Christ, you are redeemed, forgiven children of God. Pastor Kevin and Pastor Kyle talked about that in the last few weeks, right? Our giving God gave his son to us so that through faith we can be forgiven and that's truth. But if we stop at that truth, we're like this guitar, without any strings. So John has some other very serious words for us today. If we are to do all the wonderful things that God has in mind for us, if we are to enjoy all of the wonderful experiences that God has prepared for us, and if the world is going to see how wonderful Jesus is, we need strings. And the strings that John is talking about is this, as we have been loved, he says, we need to love each other. And as we have been forgiven, we need to be forgiving. That last sentence, if you wanna look it up in your bulletin, that last sentence that John has in his letter that we read today, it says it most clearly, dear children, we must show love through actions that are sincere, not through empty words. Forgiveness is an action. Sincere and genuine forgiveness. We find something very similar to this in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. You're probably familiar with this passage. There Paul writes, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith so as to move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Forgiveness is an action of love. It flows out of being loved and being forgiven. But it isn't that easy, is it? I'm very aware that just my reminding you of the fact that God calls you to be forgiving people doesn't suddenly make you say, oh yeah, that's right, I'll go out and do that now. For most of you, I really don't know what kinds of things have happened to you that have challenged your ability to forgive others. You may have been hurt. You may have been hurt deeply by a family member, a friend, another Christian, perhaps even a member of this congregation has somehow caused you to lose someone or something that simply cannot be replaced. And that's when forgiveness gets hard. Unfortunately, I too know that personally. I know how difficult it can be to forgive sometimes. But still, Jesus does call us to forgive others even if the debt seems huge. And John's letter is simply reminding us that Jesus forgave us of a debt that, to call it huge, is an understatement. The debt that we have been forgiven is something that for us was insurmountable, more than huge. So for a few minutes, I want to give that idea of forgiveness just some honest consideration First, we need to remember that forgiveness is possible. It is possible to forgive others. We've already admitted that it's difficult at times, but now we also have to admit that it's possible. Difficult does not equal impossible. And we also need to remember that God never calls us to do something that is impossible. The one thing that was impossible for us to do has been done on the cross. So. Whatever God asks us to do now, He equips us with the ability to do it. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to forgive. This week, I was reminded of a story that came to our attention in 2006. Now, some of you probably don't remember 2006, and actually, this story began in 1997. Some of you will remember it as I go along. In 1997, a little girl was born to parents, Amy and Charlie Roberts. Unfortunately, that little girl only lived for about 20 minutes, and according to the report I read of that story, Charlie never forgave God for that tragedy. The pain and the anger continued to fester in Charlie's heart and in his life, and nine years after that tragedy, he entered a small town, a small Amish community in Pennsylvania, and Charlie went to that schoolhouse, and he shot 10 girls. Five of them died. Now, probably some of you do remember that story. It didn't play out like a lot of these mass shooting stories do. You know what happened next. The Amish community immediately, people who lost treasures that could not be replaced, the Amish community immediately reached out with love and forgiveness. If you haven't read the stories, go look them up. That same afternoon, the afternoon of the shooting, a grandfather of one of the girls who died publicly spoke words of forgiveness. And a few days later, in a beautiful display of love and forgiveness, 40 of the members of the Amish community went to Charlie's funeral and surrounded the family and the other mourners with love and forgiveness. Now, you may know other stories like this, stories of profound forgiveness, and they remind us that forgiveness is possible, right? We, we might want to think that people f- who forgive in such profound and deep ways, we might want to think that they're heroes, and I suppose to some degree they are, but we have to remember that all real heroes are just real people, people like you and me. So yes, forgiveness can be difficult at times, but it's possible even for people like you and me, especially for people like you and me who have been forgiven by our Lord and Savior. And we know that God has equipped us to do it. In 2 Timothy, we read this, every scripture passage is inspired by God. All of these scripture passages are useful for teaching, pointing out errors, correcting people, and training them for a life that has God's approval. A life of forgiveness is a life that has God's approval. The scriptures equip God's servants so that they are completely prepared to do good things. The Spirit puts strings on our guitar. So we have to admit now another factor of forgiveness. Forgiveness is healthy for us. It's one of those good things that God has equipped us to do. It's a a necessary string in our salvation, and that's another feature. Whatever God calls us to do is a good thing. He never calls us to do things without equipping us to do it, and he always calls us to do things that are good. He knows what's good for us, he built us, and he equips us with the ability to do those things You've probably heard the saying that to hold on to a grudge is sort of like drinking poison yourself and expecting the other person to die. Holding on to anger and vengeance is just not good for us. Letting it go is good for us. If we are withholding forgiveness, as much as we might think we want to do that, when the debt is really huge, for some reason we think we want to hold on to forgiveness. If we do that, we are harming ourselves and we are harming the rest of the Christian community. That's what John has to say to us today. So truthfully, if you and I are to forgive, we have to let that, that peace, that thing, whatever it is that's in us, we have to let it die. The hurt, the anger, the desire to get vengeance, we have to let all of that die. And that's an important component of forgiveness. Something needs to die in order for forgiveness to happen. Jesus died to forgive our sins, but fortunately he rose to new life. And we have to let our desire to withhold forgiveness, we have to let it die, but we have to let that stay in the tomb. We can do that because Jesus lives in us. Listen to Galatians chapter 2. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, I live by believing in God's Son, who loved me and took the punishment for my sins. The Christ who forgave us lives in us. And that gets rid of all of the anger and the hurt and the desire to withhold forgiveness. I read a follow-up story that was written in 2016, so on the the 10th anniversary of that shooting, I read a follow-up story, and the relationship between the Amish community and Charlie's family continues. Charlie's mother was often welcomed back into the community over the next 10 years, next 10 or 11 years. She would go back into the family, into the community, and one of the girls who was shot but survived is living on a feeding tube. And Charlie's mother would go into the Amish community. She'd be welcomed there, and she would read to the girl and feed the girl and bathe the girl. And Charlie's mom said this. She said, I'll never forget the devastation caused by my son, but one of the girl's fathers said this to me. None of us would have ever chosen this, but the relationships that we have built through it, you can't put a price on that. Did you hear that? Relationships are built through forgiveness, and you can't put a price on relationships that have been established or reestablished through forgiveness. Charlie's mom went on to say this as well. Their choice to allow life to move forward was a healing mom. Forgiveness is good for us, it heals us, it restores relationships. Charlie's mom unfortunately died in 2017 from cancer, but in all the years up to her death, she and the members of the community continued to build and develop a relationship. The Amish community went to her house and built a sunroom in her house and they put the word forgiven on the wall. She would go around the country and speak about forgiveness And she wrote a book, Forgiven, the Amish School Shooting, A Mother's Love, in a Story of Remarkable Grace. You see, forgiveness is not just possible for us. It's not just healthy for us. It brings healing to us and to others. There's one more feature of forgiveness that we need to consider this morning. In John's Gospel, not John's letter that we read this morning, but in John's Gospel, we find Jesus saying this, Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Everyone will know that you are my disciples. Everyone will know that you are my disciples because of your love for each other. So as we love each other and we live out active lives of forgiveness for one another, others are going to see Jesus in us and they will see that he is a good and loving God. They will hear the strings of our life as forgiven children, and they will see that it has a healthy impact on our lives, on who we are, and how we actively live. So it's my prayer that in these times when we'd rather not forgive others, that we would remember that we are forgiven children of God. And between now and the time when Jesus comes back, we can look at the cross, we can look at the Word of God, and be reminded that God has given us what we need to forgive. We can be reminded that forgiving is good for us, and we can be reminded that it's good for our Christian community. And forgiving, living lives of being forgiving people is good for a world that so desperately needs forgiveness, true and active forgiveness, so as we walk in our days, we're going to ensure endure hardship. We're going to be hurt by others. Sometimes we're likely to be hurt very deeply, but we will never be asked to walk the path that Jesus walked. The path that he walked brought forgiveness to us. And it's a very real and very unchanging forgiveness. So when we, for when we are hurt then, forgiveness is the strings that God has put on our guitar brings joy to us, and it brings joy to the world. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast, or the Ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.